What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Cubs Live Podcast. I am your host, Kyle Malzahn, alongside co-host Mark Tellerico. And Mark, last night's Cubs game, which was game one in Seattle, was pretty dang awesome, man. Uh, we're recording this, by the way, before game two in Seattle. But just looking back, there was a lot of good in that game, along with this past weekend in Arizona that I want to dive into. But one thing that I want to start off by talking about is Ben Zobrist, right? A guy that's been pressing lately at the plate. He's batting just 239 this season and entering Sunday's game, he didn't have an extra base hit at all this season. Uh, obviously, that changed. He obviously had the clutch double, uh, but that we're about a month into the season. Now, let's back it up a little bit because this was all connected. So Saturday, that game, David Bodie, one heck of a game. First career multi-home run game, absolutely crushed the ball. And how Joe Madden rolls is that, I'm, I, I don't know about more more managers, but I would think that more managers roll like this is that they set the lineup before the series, each game before the series, so guys can prepare, kind of look over film, um, just to kind of have that security blanket, right? So David Bodie on Saturday has that two-home run game. On Sunday, he wasn't supposed to be in the lineup, or he wasn't supposed to start. So Ben Zobris was supposed to start over him, but... Ben Zobris went into Madden's office and vouched to start Bodie in his spot, which for me speaks a lot of volume to the kind of player and leader that Zobrist is in that locker room. And I guess I just want to ask your opinion, Mark, on a few things, and you can answer them how you will. But one thing that I want to ask is what does this say about David Bodie's perception in that Cubs clubhouse? And, you know, a guy that who had to be convinced to not quit baseball just a few years later now, players are going up to their manager to put him in the lineup instead of themselves. Now, part two of the question I want to ask, so talking about David, David Bodie's perception, part two is, do you do you like the pre-made lineups, or are you a believer that if you're a hitter and you're hot, you should be in the lineup no matter who's pitching? The first part of that question, I think, uh, well, about David Bodie, I think that shows that he isn't just, you know, just like, oh, he had that clutch grand slam against Washington or he's had a couple clutch home runs. It's he's he can be an everyday player and is that he is respected amongst his peers and amongst his teammates. So that's really important. That's really big. Uh, That's a big deal, I think, because he has such a good start and we didn't know how he was going to do moving forward. And clearly he is, you know, he, he's having a great year so far and he's respected in the clubhouse. So that's what it, it really shows that he is respected in the clubhouse. The second part of that, I think that uh, when it comes to pre-made lineups, I think it's okay in theory, like looking at, oh, we're going to go against a left-hander here, a left-hander game two and a right-hander game three, you know, like, okay, let's have Schwarber go again, make sure he's in the lineup when he's going against the right-hander, you know, like, like when it comes to that kind of thing, it's okay. And when you look at who's hot and who's not, you know, who's doing really well, for the most part, you know, you're going to see Javi every day. You're going to see Bryant, Contreras, Rizzo, Hayward at this level. You know, there are the same guys that you're going to see a lot. And then there are people that are interchangeable, the Bodies and Almoras and Zobris and all that. So I'm okay with the pre-made lineups. And then I'm, and then I also think that you should be able to change it if someone is doing really well, like Bodie was. Yeah, I would have to agree on that, that I do like the pre-made lineups, right? And But I do also think that if a guy's hot and swinging the bat well and he's had a good start to the series, uh, that he should be in the lineup. Uh, so I, I 100% agree with you. Now, one part of the game that I want to talk about is relievers. And they're such a weird part of baseball today because 
they're so important. We've seen teams having a lockdown bullpen and starting kind of transition to that super team of bullpens. Uh, you see the Brewers do it last year, the Rockies. Um, for me, it seems like that's one position that most players in the game today are so fluky on. You know, the point being, I see more times than not guys who are absolutely terrible one year in the bullpen come into the next and be absolutely like out you know i mean vice versa too a guy who was lights out one year and struggles the next cubs fans like us we've seen it with justin wilson 2017 comes over to the cubs absolutely terrible then in 2018 some fans don't want to admit it but he was actually pretty dang good and this year you've seen it with a guy like brandon kinsler a guy who was bad last year and when he came to the cubs and then this year he's getting weak contact he's getting called on when they need grounders uh, already four double plays, which is second most in baseball for relievers. So I guess I just want to hear your opinion or kind of just where you stand on that subject of relievers today and why or how they might be so fluky. I think that it – I don't know if it's necessarily that they're fluky, but it, you need to remember, and everybody else needs to remember, that they're pitching a fraction of the time that a starting pitcher is pitching. You know, if you are pitching every five days, then you have an opportunity to pitch – 100 balls you could throw 100 balls but there are some times where obviously this rule might change in the next couple seasons or whatever but someone comes in for just one batter it's like oh there's a lefty coming up let's get whoever out there you know let's make sure that c-shack is out here for this guy or something like that and you have that one opportunity and if you go in you throw to one batter and you give up a home run then your era immediately blows up you know because they're not pitching nine innings they're not throwing 100 baseballs they're not doing that so it is so easy for it to just kind of get carried away, I feel, and just blow up. And I think that that can be some sort of a mental game because you're like, oh, I'm, I'm waiting for this moment. I'm waiting for this moment. I'm waiting for this one moment. And then you go out there and you tank or you do really well. And that could have a negative in, impact or a positive impact, depending on who you are and how everything goes, moving on to the next game or so. I think it's really just because they have a limited opportunity and – things can go south really fast. When, when yeah, it's, it's all about a small sample size and it's pretty skewed when you look at ERAs and stuff like that, because they don't have the innings like a starting pitcher does. And I 100% agree with you when you bring up confidence, it's a mental game, right? I mean, if you just had a bad outing and then you get called into a kind of a disaster fire and you let up two, three runs in a crucial game that plays with your mind a lot. And I think when you start, not having confidence in yourself, you try to overdo it. You try to hit your spots too much and you don't trust your stuff. Um, and I totally agree. It's relievers nowadays are such a fluke. I, it's so weird to me because like, it's such a mental game nowadays. And um, I don't think it gets talked about enough in baseball, uh, the mental side of the game. So uh, yeah, just Brandon Kinsler has done a great job. Obviously game one in Seattle last night. He came through in a huge spot, so that was huge. Now, let's look back at April, right? We're in May 1st now. Uh, April, finishing it, three games over 500, entering May 15 and 12. They started the season at one and six. So for me, I said after that horrible seven-game stretch, if they came out of April around 500 or above, I'd feel pretty good. And surprisingly, I feel I don't want to say really good, but I feel pretty good about this where the Cubs are at right now because a lot of things haven't clicked uh, just yet. If you talk about in terms of Rizzo and Brian, I know Rizzo's power numbers are up there, but he's still not 
that average is still down low. And Brian showed recent signs of improvement, but the Cubs, they're in second place. We'll talk about the division leaders in a little bit, the St. Louis Cardinals. But I want to ask where you're at with the Cubs right now. How do you feel? Because honestly, if we're talking if we're talking as a whole, it wasn't an easy start to the season. Even without looking at that disastrous one and six start, I think just looking at the April alone, taking that, just looking at that, I think that is a that's a big month. That's a good that's a good uh, indication of how the team is doing, and the fact that this team is three games above five hundred that is very impressive to me because of how terrible they started. So I'm I'm really happy with them. I think that especially the last two wins, they really had no business winning either of those games. I think against Arizona, they should have they should have lost that because there were multiple, oh one hundred percent there were multiple times where they had run they were there were the I don't know if it was the bases loaded with like nobody out or something like that and didn't score any any runs yeah. at that point. When that happens, you deserve to lose the game. And then you know they got they somehow got out of a couple jams and then yesterday with the double errors with uh, Bodie and Javi, which is pretty uncharacteristic with both of them. Yep. But when that happened, I'm like, oh, well, if something like that's going to happen, then there's no way they're going to win this. But they kept on battling back and battling back, and then they pulled it out. And, like, those two wins, I I feel like I haven't felt that way about the Cubs, like, in a pretty long time. Yes, last year they had both of the walk-off Grand Slams. Like, those are big moments. But I just don't think that last year's Cubs would have won the two games that the Cubs just won. Well, yeah, and especially down the stretch too, right? Because, I mean, the Cubs were so bad. I think in September they posted like a 290 on base percentage. That's how bad the offense was. And now in April you're seeing some life again, and you're seeing those power numbers go up, and you're seeing different guys step up like Wilson Contreras. We know Chris Bryant and who he is and what he's capable of doing. It's just getting back to that form. He's it, it hasn't been easy so far, but he's making baby steps and he's hitting the crap out of the ball. He's hitting it really hard, which are good strides when you're a hitter. Uh, sometimes you don't see the results like he hasn't lately, but uh, other than this, other than the Arizona series, I should say, but he's moving in the right direction. You have Bodie stepping up. You got Hobby doing hobby things. Rizzo's going to be there. Um, just different guys stepping up in different situations. And like you said, the Cubs didn't have any business of winning that game in uh, Arizona, that last one. Just terrible execution offensively. Bullpen, which was the struggle in the start of the season, they blew, what, four games to start the season? Uh, they came through in, in a lot of good spots. So uh, hats off to them. And it's crazy too, right, if we think about it, because the Cubs could have four extra wins, but the blue bullpen blew it. So we could be sitting here with 19 wins right now, but obviously that's just a what if, you know, um, but the bullpen has came a long way. I know Bleacher Nation, uh, Brett Taylor, they posted an article saying how good they've been since around April 10th area. So um, huge improvements there. Now looking ahead to start May, the Cubs, they host the division leaders right now this weekend versus the Cardinals three game series. Darvish is set to go on Friday along with Flaherty. Waka for the Cardinals on Saturday, and it looks like nothing else is announced for the Cubs just yet. But, Mark, what can we expect this series? The first time both teams are meeting in 2019, it seems like the Cardinals are absolutely killing it right now. Their pitching is picking it up, power numbers up. Paul Goldschmidt's Paul Goldschmidt, one of the best hitters in all of Major League Baseball. I just want to hear your thoughts and what can we expect? Maybe out of you, Darvish, too, because you, Darvish, struggled his first two innings of his last outing 
but he was lights out after that. And I, I know you tweeted, you're like, I'm done with him. But he ended up having a good line because it was a struggle in the beginning, but he finished strong. So I just want to hear your thoughts on what to expect this weekend and maybe a guy like Darvish. What can you expect from him? I just want to say about the Darvish thing that the last time that I tweeted that I was done with somebody was when I was done with Jason Hayward after he grounded into like his like sixth double play to start the year. And then since then, he's been phenomenal. So I think that maybe you Darvish is going to figure it out. I don't know. Maybe if that's an indication. And if that's the case, then I will gladly do this anytime a player slumping. But with the Cardinals series, I expect a lot of runs. I expect a lot of runs on both ends because they have a very good offense and they are hitting, they have to be hitting close. I haven't checked, but I know that. Uh, Goldschmidt is ne- it's near the league leaders in home runs, and I think Ozuna is near there too. So they're hitting a lot of home runs. Their offense is doing great. Um, their weakness at the beginning of the year was the starting pitching, but it looks like that is improving. But at the same time, I like the Cubs' chances with how the offense has been looking against their pitching. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, and it's going to be a – and when it comes to beginning of May series, it's going to be a pretty tough and pretty uh, important series, I would say. But it'll be fun. It'll be a good indication. Uh, that's all it really is at this point. Yes, every game matters, but they're going to play the Cardinals so many more times that this is just kind of like a little feeling out thing, being like, oh, how is, how is this going to be this year? How is Can Darvish handle this? Can the bullpen handle this? You know, I like that it is going to be at Wrigley also. I think that's a good thing that it's starting at Wrigley because I just I don't see this team blowing up at Wrigley. I, just, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, I hope it won't happen, but I think we'll know really quickly how it's how that first game is going to be with Darvish. We're going to know within the first 20 pitches how that game is going to turn out. Yeah, I mean, uh, 100%. I think that Darvish is going to show who he is uh, early on. And even though he might run into trouble, he has he showed us last week, uh, last outing, I should say, that he has the ability to grind out those uh, innings, though. And that was huge, I think, for a confidence booster. Uh, as far as the Cardinals series go, for me, I think that it's early, right? It's only April, or now May. It's only May, but it's crazy, too, because when you look at it, the Cardinals and Brewers have played three times already, and they only meet one more time. And it all happened in April. So uh, now the Cubs have to face the Brewers quite a quite a long time uh this year and they also have to face the Cardinals a lot too so uh I think first series let's see how it goes I think that Darvish it would be awesome to see Darvish Chuck versus an individual rival I think that would really boost fans not only at Wrigley but just all around the vibe for him I think it's been a struggle this season right I mean he's show- the thing where I stand on Darvish is that I'm going to get on a little tangent, but uh, that he shows so much life at at different points of his game. And then all of a sudden he just loses it, absolutely loses it. And it's insane to me how one pitcher can do that because he has such good, good stuff, but then he just loses it like no tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, man, I'm excited for this series. I think Wrigley, uh, depending on how many Cardinals fans show up, it's going to be a good time, I think. I think the fans are going to be rocking for both fan bases. Uh, hopefully weather is nice uh man i'm excited for this series and uh really each divisional game because it's going to be a hard-fought battle you see right at the division the three top teams that are going to be down there down the stretch are the cardinals cubs and brewers and they're all neck and neck right now yes it is may but it's just a representation of where they're going to be later on in the series so 
first series. Let's see how it goes. Darvish on the Friday. Um, man, I'm actually side note, uh, next Friday. So May 10th, I'm going to the Cole Hamels bobblehead day Cubs versus Brewers. I'm going down there with a few buddies. First time I really in 2019. So I'm um, really looking forward to that. Hopefully it's a nice day out. Wonder who's going to pitch. Not too sure. Kind of far ahead. Hopefully it's somebody good. Um, hopefully we get like a Cole Hamels or Johnny Lester. I don't know. It'd be fun, but mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that. But um, yeah, man, I guess I'm going to wrap it up. Not, not a big podcast, but some worthy topics when you talk about David Bodie's perception and you talk about relievers and then, uh, comes April, obviously they finished strong, um, after that one and six start and then Cubs, they host St. Louis. So I'm just going to wrap things up. Thank you guys so much for following, for listening. Um, stay tuned for more podcasts and, uh, yeah, go Cubs.